What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Self Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And our lovely Taylor Tomlinson won't be joining us today. She is fresh off of 19 sold out shows in Philly, which is yeah. amazing. We're very, very Woo. proud of you, Tay. Um, but we do have two incredible guests joining us. Oh and my, gosh. Uh, my jaw <laughs> is still to the floor. That was you such a great have to change your, your pants. After that episode, you know, well, between the IBS and the ghost stories, I can't, I, my body is not equipped to handle all of that in one, in oh, one hour. My God. Uh, we have yeah. on the amazing, uh, M and Christine hosts of the, and that's why we drink podcast. It's an incredibly popular, like you guys, it has like 15,000 iTunes ratings. Super uh, popular show through the roof. Yeah. Very popular comedy, true crime, and paranormal podcast. Uh, they're in their fourth year. They've been on sold out tours. They're in the top 20 comedy podcast charts. Um, and we got to just pick their brains about some of the most intense paranormal experiences they've had, um, some true crime things, some of their own personal like mental health journeys and what they do as self-care practices after interacting with ghosts oh my gosh yeah doing podcast episodes on some really really dark things and so uh, it, we just had an, an incredible time talking to them and we're excited to share this episode with you so oh here gosh. it is our conversation with M and Christine of the and that's why we drink podcast all right you guys we have M and Christine here from and that's why we drink give it up Yay. Is everybody clapping? Oh, thanks. <laughs> I seriously just messed up your intro. And then that's why we drink. It's okay. Oh, it's okay. Sounds like, like you've been drinking. Yeah. <laughs> my my mom still calls this, this is why we drink. So it's fine. <laughs> it's hard to remember. It's a lot of words we force yeah. people to remember. So oh it's all good. Oh my gosh. 
Um, thank you so much for being here. So we actually polled our listeners about a month or two ago and asked them, hey, what other podcasts do you love listening to? And your show was submitted so much. Oh like, we have to reach out and get them on the show. Oh, that's so, so nice. Aww. So excited to have you. Um, I listened to a few episodes. You guys are so funny, hilarious. Um, such great content, really like captivating on the edge of my seat content. I really love your show. So <laughs> I'm you. a fan. Um, but yeah, we love to kick the show off with a favorite or least favorite quote. So if you both have one or you, just one of you, I'm going to leave it up to you. Do you, Christine? <laughs> uh, yeah, do you? I do. I do. Okay. <laughs> you go first. You go first. Okay. Well, if you'll indulge me, I have two. Um, so my... I've been watching a lot of uh, deleted scenes from The Office, and oh. there was a quote in there I didn't know existed up until recently, and apparently in episode 16, I think of season six, um, Michael Scott said, the only time I set the bar low is for limbo, and <laughs> that one resonated with me and impacted me. Um, and then my other, my long-term personal favorite one is actually my high school senior quote in the yearbook. Um, it's from nice. David Bowie and it's, uh, I don't know where I'm going from here, but I promise it won't be boring. Uh, well, you weren't screwing around there. Cause, uh, nope. <laughs> senior, you did not know you'd one day have a podcast literally about ghosts. And here no, you are. <laughs> I, I remember, I remember submitting it into my yearbook and at 17, I was like, Oh, now I really have to deliver in the future. Yeah. <laughs> You're setting the bar high. See? Yep. Hand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Everybody knows good. people go back and double check your yearbook quote to be like, did this bitch actually do it? Or right, is she, right. she I'm a the, phony? I'm the only one for sure, but I, I still like gave myself all this weird pressure. So I'm glad <laughs> that I'm riding that wave. Yeah. <laughs> oh my oh. gosh. Well, okay. I mean, I guess I'll go. Uh, so I, I'm one of those obnoxious people who has like an entire Pinterest page like devoted to my favorite quotes and I like save like all of them and I'm like I'm gonna get this as a tattoo someday and I have like 400 of them so hopefully I don't get them all tattooed on my body but um <laughs> there's one recently that I read I don't even know who said it I probably should um and it's not like one of my favorite quotes of all time but it's definitely like relevant which is um nobody or sorry someone's opinion oh see now I don't even know how to quote it hang on it's okay just say whatever <laughs> you want all the time <laughs> I, I'm just misquoting it I don't even know who said it um it's uh someone's opinion of you is none of your business or something like oh, that yeah like trying to remember that like if someone has like thoughts or feelings about you that's none of your business um that's their business so I'm like that's actually very relevant as someone who's I listened to your people pleasing episode earlier today and I was like yeah that's like right on right on brand of like sometimes I have to remember if someone's gonna think something bad about you like just that's their business not yours so that's yeah. my extremely long-winded way of explaining one of my Pinterest saves <laughs> oh I love it love those it. are all so solid I saw Kelsey was on the edge of her seat when Em was like it's from the office because yeah. that's Kelsey's favorite show I <laughs> was like been, oh she's gonna quote it quote it at the same time well, we've been probably <laughs> we've been I feel like I've been binging it for a solid three years in a row now yeah. like every yes. every day it's on in the background I've been listening to the office ladies podcast and all that so mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Equally a fan. Yeah. We're, we're <laughs> like heavily known to quote them. Oh, you are in the right place. I'm staring at, <laughs> I have a Dwight bobblehead right there. I have a Dundee award right oh. there. Oh my I, God. Uh, for my birthday, Em got me um, a, the office subscription box. So now I'm like collecting like all sorts of fun little. Also, our, uh, we, our assistant Eva, I think on her anniversary of working oh, yeah. with us, her first anniversary, we got her a Dundee as like the. <laughs> one of yeah, those, so we like, get you. We're on the same page here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, I had an office-themed wedding. <gasps> like, okay, nope, you win. Wait a minute. <laughs> you topped all of it. Did Scrantonicity play? I'm confused. Wait oh a minute. Oh, my God. <laughs> if only. Oh, if that's only. great. But have that's you guys epic. visited the actual Dunder Mifflin building in Los Angeles? Are you guys both based in Los Angeles? I was for five years, but I just moved. But I'm, I'm okay. flying back every month, so I, I feel actually, like I still work there. I only okay. live like 15 minutes away from the Dunder Mifflin building. So I'm very excited to say that I have gone there a Frequent. few times. Same. <laughs> Frequent visitor. Same. Yeah. I am like lurking in the shadows there. I'm they sure probably security. have both of you on a list somewhere. Yes, probably. <laughs> probably. probably. I feel like the security has gotten higher and higher each time I visit. And so I'm like, this is me. Like this yeah, is my I'm health. causing this problem. This is because of me because I'm trying to scale the walls basically. But uh, yeah. I love that you guys um, love that show. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. We're on it. So good. <laughs> um, so, and Christine, you have had incredible success with your show. We're so, I know we just met, but we're so proud of you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, it's really amazing. Um, and we would just love to know, how did you both meet? How did this show come to be? What is the origin story here? Oh boy. And um, tell our I love know. story. Yeah. Okay. As soon as I, every time we get asked that question, I like inside my head, like roll my eyes. Cause I'm like, Christine's going to make me say it. I, I, <laughs> I like got, to be like serenaded with our, our love story. I, love I'm always aware before the question's over that it's my turn to speak. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so we met when we both lived in Boston, we went to grad school at Boston university and um, we met there and we actually not in a bad way or anything, but we weren't friends. We just ran in different circles and I knew she existed. And you actually, Christine, we were across the street neighbors from each other. So I knew what building she lived in. And it was like, we took every class together. So like we knew each other well. It just like, we weren't friends for we, some reason. I, we like, it's funny in hindsight, if there was like a movie of our, of our story, it would be a very cute scene that we actually sat next to each other in comedy writing uh, oh, yeah. oh like, that's precious. And I remember sitting next to her and being like, I'm never gonna use this. And so I <laughs> I slept a lot in that yeah, class. Yeah, you slept through that whole class. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, but yeah, so we knew each other. And uh, once we, the, the final semester of our program was they would send us out to Los Angeles so that we could do internships and network. And after that semester in LA, either you moved back home after graduation or people would stay out here and try to further their networking. And Christine and I were like the only two people who stayed. And so even we weren't close out of desperation. We were like, I guess we have to be friends now. <laughs> and, and so I, I'm really big on like uh, harvest festivals and all the fall spooky stuff. And so I texted her and I was like, hey, if you want, there's a harvest festival um if you want to come and so she showed up and we went there and it was a very awkward day in the beginning just because we didn't know each other and uh yeah. our friendship really solidified when we went on the attractor ride together <laughs> 
and uh, we were stuck on a tractor, so we had to talk. And uh, we ended up finding out that we had we didn't follow each other on social media. So we added each other and I was looking through her Twitter and I was like, wow, you're really funny. And, uh, and then we start, somehow we got on the topic, I guess, cause it was spooky season. We were talking about ghosts, which led to serial killers and things like that. And we realized we had that in common and we ended up, uh, you guys are serial killers. You were both serial killers. Yeah, I mean, I, I gotta, I'm gonna, we're gonna workshop this story later and yeah. tweak. Make a we start, well, we start talking about paranormal and true crime stuff, and realize we had that in common. And so, uh, on that same ride, she asked if I listen to any podcasts, and I said, "What's a podcast?" And oh. then we started hanging out pretty regularly after she showed me a few of her favorites. So I started listening to them, and then only like two months into hanging out all the time, I asked if she wanted to start one with me. And I said no, to be fair. I just like like to be clear <laughs> about this because I said absolutely not uh, in a nice way. But I was like, I don't that seems like a lot of work and I don't we don't know each other very well. And I was just like in a really not great place. So I was like, I, it's hard for me to even get out of bed in the morning. I don't want to do a podcast. And then um, my uh, husband, who's my boyfriend at the time, was like, you need a hobby. So please, dear God, like do something, make a podcast. <laughs> I don't know, do something. And so right. I agreed. And then, um, yeah, we kind of became friends as we did the podcast, like learned about each other as we did it alongside people who are listening. So it's kind of a unorthodox it's one, story. It's one of the reasons I think it prob- the podcast probably did so well is because people were learning about us as we were learning about each other. So it became... It's almost like they're in on the early it's like a group part of a friendship. Friendship, yeah, yeah with yeah. everybody. <laughs> That's pretty similar with our show as well. We we met and uh, then the three of us started to get to know each other and become better That's friends so through cool. the podcast. More people so. should do that. Maybe not because I, I do do the true crime side. So I'm like, I also don't want to, you know, endorse like going to people's houses that you don't know very well. But at right, the same right, time, right. sometimes it works. So I don't know. Is your best judgment. It's pretty adorable. I, I guess you guys could probably say the same thing that now we have our entire friendship on on record. Basically, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> we have our first fight on record on on audio. Yeah, yeah everything yeah. was uh, really? recorded. Wow, <laughs> all of it. Our poor future children and grandchildren would be like, God, <laughs> we've heard it all before. Yep. Oh, wow. yeah. Same. What? That is so great. Um, I so you know you guys are big big advocates uh, about you know therapy mental health all that stuff which is you know woven into the the show oh, yeah. as well. Uh, can you kind of share whatever you're comfortable with sharing about your own journey with therapy or breakthroughs you've had or your background in any way? Um, whoever would like to go first. Yeah, well, we've never done couples therapy or group therapy. And maybe we should try that someday. That'd be an interesting experience. But that'd be fun. I feel like we'd somehow learn more about each other. Yeah, we. I think we'd still be surprised. Somehow. Yeah, record it. Record it. Podcast. Actually, that's, that should be our spinoff. Yeah. Now that would be. Oh, then we'd. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Talk about our first fight on a podcast. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. Em, who want? Who who wants to go first? Um, I guess me. Uh, so. Let's see. Hmm. I've been going to therapy on and off pretty much my whole life. Just as a child of divorce, I think my mom was like, let's get you in there quick. (laughs) And, uh, and so, uh, I've been going since before I can remember. And then depending on my moves or anything like that, um, you know, it takes a while to find a new therapist. I've found a lot in LA and then had to switch out. So I'm currently not in therapy, although I am looking for a therapist. Um, but the only thing that I've ever really been diagnosed with, and I say that 
loosely because I have my own opinions. I don't really think I fit the criteria. Um, is like PTSD from any di divorce or family issues. Um, I also, this isn't mental health, uh, like therapy specific, but when I was 12, I was diagnosed with Tourette's. Um, and that's about it. The rest is all self-diagnosed. I have, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, do, we love to do that on the podcast. Oh yeah. Don't we all? Yeah. I know I have a sleeping problem. I like cannot get myself to go to bed before like four in the morning at the earliest, um, which isn't fun. Like when I also run like a company with someone else where like I'm waking up at like 11 or noon and there's nothing I can do to get myself up. And I also have a very strong belief that I have ADHD, but apparently there's like this huge issue with if you are uh, born female and it's really hard to get a diagnosis um, for that. I think ADD also autism, apparently it's a lot harder if you were born female, because when they did all of the early uh, research for criteria and diagnoses, it was all with just male born people. And wow. so, really? uh, I did mm -hmm. not know that. so it's a lot harder to get a diagnosis because uh, at least ADHD presents itself differently um, based on, you know, whether you were born female or born male. And so since it doesn't present the way it, it that textbooks suggest, yeah, uh, it's harder to get a diagnosis. So, dealing oh, with that right now, that's why I'm trying to find another fun. That's what we are. That's our slogan. That's, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And um, uh, Christine, what, what do you got going on? <laughs> oh, so much. Um, I'll try not to, you know, bore you, but no, so I, I kind of had the opposite experience where I was, uh, also a child of divorce, but Emma and I bonded on that early on. But um, mm -hmm. we, my parents are both from Germany. Therapy is just like not a thing that they did or like that we understood. So I did not see a therapist until I was in Boston in grad school. And I was like at my wits end. And I was like, I don't even know how to go about this. But I like, it, I don't know. I stumbled into somewhere and was like, can somebody help me figure this out? So I finally eventually figured out how to get myself in therapy, which is a very hard thing. And a lot of people do write in and they're like, I want to go to therapy and I don't know how. And so I think right. that's like something society generally has to work on um, helping people get to that step, especially like young people. Um, but so I, yeah, so I've been going to therapy for a while now, found somebody in LA that I really loved. And then we both ghosted each other, which was really weird. Um, especially because one of my, <laughs> how appropriate, right? I know yeah. there's like double layers there. Go on brand for you guys. Go on brand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, especially as someone with like big, um, you know, commitment issues and like boundary issues. I was like, well, she shouldn't have let me ghost her and she shouldn't have ghosted me because it's just like, that's exactly how I wanted to end the, <laughs> the relationship. And I was right. like, that's probably not the healthiest way for me to have gone about that. Um, but so I just moved um, to Cincinnati and like within like three weeks, I found somebody here who is like super awesome and super um, like open minded and like really involved in the LGBT community. And I, she just like really because I was worried moving from like a big city like L.A. to like some more small, more small town. Um, but yeah, she's really awesome. And um, yeah, working on a lot of shit. I mean, there's like, uh, oh, God. Yeah. PTSD, OCD, all the you know, well, ABC letters and combined. I mean, the, probably the biggest things that we talk about a lot on our show are, are, uh, anxiety and depression. Oh, well, yeah, those are the big ones. Those, yeah. Like why even those mention them at this point? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't yeah. have those? Yeah. Right, so, right, I mean, right. you know, it's a lot of stuff. I, this is like a new one and that I was going to tell you about, uh, this next week on the podcast actually, but 
I've recently discovered there's this um, like a neurological disorder, I guess it is called DTD, which is like uh, topographical, like you are, have an inability to create maps in your own head mm. and like understand your surround, like where you are in relation to your surroundings. And that's something I've struggled with my whole life. And on my podcast with my brother, I just kind of blurted out one day, like, can somebody help me and like email me to figure out what this is? Cause I'm so bad at directions, but not just like, Oh, ha ha. I'm bad at directions. Like I literally can't get around wow. even my own I, house. I, I can uh, confirm that a lot of times <laughs> Christine will just kind of blindly follow me. And even to a, like to places we've to like your a house. million times. And yeah. I'm like, Oh, we're not, uh, you were like, I'm going home and I just follow you all the way there. And then I'm like, Oh, I don't live here. I don't know why I followed you here. I like, I'm just really bad at relating to my surroundings. So I found out that that's an actual neurological developmental thing. And I've been working through that and dealing with that. So I feel a lot better now that I can actually put a label on that. And it's like, not just me, you know, my mom was always like, you just don't pay close enough attention, but it's like, no, I literally can't like build maps with my, like wow, my brain, which What's is that? really wild. But what does it stand for? DTD? Um, okay. So I keep saying it wrong. So I want to make sure I say it correctly, uh, before I get a bunch of emails. Okay. It's called developmental topographical disorientation. And it's like, it has a lot to do with like, um, I don't know. I had really bad motor skills issues too, when I was little. And I think there's some relation there just like developmentally. So anyway, I just feel a lot better that it's not just me, you know, driving in circles all the time um, by myself. It's apparently a real thing. So yeah. that's my dump on you guys. My I have no idea. weekly therapy dump on you. I'm so glad you shared <laughs> that because we've never heard that. I feel like I have bad spatial awareness with uh, my car, with driving. Mm. I oh. get a lot of anxiety driving on the freeway if I'm in the far left or right lane. And then there's like the cement. Oh, right. right. The guardrail. Yeah. yeah. I get, uh, there's just something that happens in my head where I'm like, what if I am way closer to that than I think I am? And you're or, going so fast and you're like just one inch. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That's, that's me driving down narrow roads. Like if there's another car parked on like on either side of narrow yeah. roads, so I'm like, I'm going to hit someone for sure. There's no way I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I have a very bad understanding of where my car begins and where it ends. And yeah. if I'm like, if I'm trying to park on the side of a road and I'm pulling over to the right, you know, in that case, it's like, you're not even on that side of the car as you're driving. I almost every time scrape <laughs> the, the tire on that curb, the curb. It's like I, how, how does anybody know? I can't fucking know. I don't know. I don't I either. I just guess. guess. Also, yeah. I, I just got rid of my car, so that yeah, oh, actually that's a great solution. <laughs> I'm terrified of uh, reverse driving in reverse. Like I can't do it, like because I'm always afraid something like yeah. there's gonna be something in my blind spot. But Christine, on the other hand, if there's any superpower she has, I've never seen anyone drive in reverse. Like like you're like baby driver. Like you're you just. <laughs> I feel like you're, you're more comfortable driving backwards than forwards. I am a little bit. Yeah. And I think, I don't know why, maybe because I have no sense of direction. I just got really good at driving or maybe it's just because in Cincinnati, all we did was drive around all day long. I have no idea, but yeah, that's one of the few talents I have is actually driving. I think it's just because we had a long ass driveway. And so I would have to like, Oh yeah. Drive backwards for years. I'm blown away every time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, That's a skill not everybody has. People who voluntarily back into parking spots as a, po- I'm always just like, who are you? <laughs> Why are you doing this? Ever- <laughs> that seems so much more nerve wracking. But it's what it's one Old. of those skills that people have, where when they back in, 
voluntarily. It's like, I hate you, but then when I analyze myself, I'm just jealous of you. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a big driving flex. I'm like, well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bold move. Oh, uh, so I would love to hear like the craziest supernatural experiences you've Ooh. either had personally or just that have been discussed on the show. Oh, oh God, so many, so many. Do you have one in mind, Christine? Um, let me think. Are, just, are you, I was going to say, have you guys started the podcast because you both did have your own supernatural experiences or you just happen to be very interested in that sort of a thing? I think maybe a combination. I mm-hmm. think, okay. I think when we first started uh, talking about that stuff, we, you know, threw in some of our own personal stories. Like I personally have had a lot of supernatural stories and Christine has had some, but you also have a lot of true crime stories. Right. So it worked out oh, well why we, God. why we covered, why we cover well, what we cover. When we met M, so M had been um, <clears throat> a paranormal investigator in college, like as a job. And so when I heard that first, I was like, <laughs> shit, I have so many questions for you. Cause you know, throughout high school and undergrad, like I had not met somebody who a cared about ghosts like I do, and B like actually had like job experience in that world. Yeah, got and paid so I was for like, it. got paid for it, and so and I was working like I had just somehow stumbled my way into a temp job at a private investigation company. So I was like, you know, telling them these stories of like I got to dig through this person's like you know files and like find out all this crazy crime shit, and then M was telling me stories about their paranormal background and so it kind of turned into this tornado of chaos and then a tornado of chaos is exactly it yeah (laughs) um I guess uh my favorite story to tell is uh well I have a few favorite stories from when I had that job um one of my favorites is having to which like by the way if I you guys can take this uh, if you would like it as material because I can never do any stand-up comedy. But if I could, I would put this into a bit. Um, okay. But uh, I'm like about to take notes. I don't know what you're about to say. But I, I had at one point, I had to teach a ghost about iPhones. Oh, that's right. I had to teach, teach a ghost what the internet is. So like, um, because we realized a lot of our equipment that we were using the more equipment we use, the less act- activity we actually got. And at one point, someone realized, like, maybe they're scared of the machines. And then all the machines went off, like, as a oh. confirmation that they were scared. And so we started asking yes or no questions, like, would you feel comfortable if we explain this to you and how this works and that it's not going to hurt you? And eventually, we had to figure out that they were most afraid of the smartphones because we were doing so many things with it. And it was probably overwhelming since they died in the 1600s. Um, And so uh, I had to explain like what a text was. And I was like, you know, when you go to the post office, like I had to (laughs) (laughs) take your horse and buggy. (laughs) And so I tried, I tried to explain like how we were contacting each other. I was like, it's like instant post office. And so then I had to explain instant pigeon carrier, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I was one of the things that we would do with our smartphones is if we knew, like for example, the one house we were in happened to be owned by a tobacco farmer. He was the biggest tobacco farmer in Virginia, and so a lot of times we would show um, random pictures and be like, "If you see, if you can stand by my shoulder and look down at this at this device, when you see a picture that means something to you, make one of the machines go off." And so we would show kind of 
pictures that didn't need anything like a chair or a pencil. And then we showed a tobacco pipe and all the machines went off. And so we had to explain how we were showing the pictures to them. It was a real headache, but that's my favorite story because it's just so bizarre. So So I'm trying to wrap my head around the fact that you have interacted with ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, that. Oh yeah. Oh, that part too. There's that part. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, well, it's so funny because I feel like I asked Emma a million questions and stuff. And then when Emma and I started touring for fun, I started booking us in all these haunted hotels, which became not very fun soon afterward. Um, But like then Emma and I started having experiences together and I was like making Emma teach me the machines and stuff. And so it just became almost like normal that now when I'm with Emma, I'm like, let's talk to a ghost. And we just like pull out the stuff yeah. and I, like especially in new orleans like where super haunted places like that it just kind of becomes well, our normal it was also it was very easy for us to contact ghosts when christine was in charge of booking all the hotels and would only put us in the most haunted hotel of each city <laughs> yeah so well. <laughs> by the end it was ironic because we were like so sleep deprived because we were on tour at all and also because we couldn't sleep at night because the ghosts because <laughs> em would come banging on my door and be like nope i'm done i'm <laughs> sleeping in your room <laughs> or vice yep. versa oh, my god yeah Kelsey, have you shat yourself yet? Are you yes, okay? I have. I have fully had a bowel movement. <laughs> well, I, I was going to ask, do you guys even believe in ghosts? Because I feel like some people are like, cool, weirdos. Like, yeah. This oh, is- <laughs> I do, but all that scares the shit out of me. Like, I've when I've been touring, there have been a few times where I've had to stay in a place that I knew was haunted, and I do not sleep well. It's, I am, that terrifies me. I feel like it's really fun when you're like with somebody and when you're like, oh, we can tell this on the, on the podcast later. But like when you're by yourself, it's a whole different matter. Like, no, this is not fun for me anymore. I don't enjoy this. When you're alone in the middle of Kentucky, you're like, okay, (laughs) uh, hard pass. Maybe next time just the Hilton. Well, Chris- terrible. Christine also has a haunted ass house that she moved into yeah. where like the Oops. stairs are like taken out of an old haunted church or something. Yeah, so. there's a lot going on here. Um, the house is built. <laughs> when I like bought the Titanic it- staircase. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when I bought it, they were like, oh, it was built in 1895 or something. And then when I got the records, it was built in like the 1870s. And I was like, okay, that's weird. Um, and then like looking back, it was used as like tenement housing and all these different families have lived in it. People have died in it. People were born in it. Um, super old house, like right on the, um, border of like Cincinnati, Kentucky. Um, and just a lot of, (laughs) a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. Um, and then, yeah, the, the staircase that's like in the middle of our house, like between the kitchen and living room was like salvaged from this church from like the 1700s that was being taken down. And they like just 
plopped in in our house and now I see like it's super creepy out of the corner of my eye all the time I'll like see some it looks like somebody walking down the stairs and I'll like spin around thinking it's like my husband or something and there's nobody and at first I was like it's just a light like you know playing tricks on me but then my cat who hangs out in that room started watching it as I saw it and would like watch it go down the stairs and across the room. And I was like, okay, this is no longer just like a fun jokey thing. This is like something walking past me. Um, so I don't know. It's a creepy spot. I'm here alone right now. So hopefully you would think think because we have a paranormal show that we're like not afraid of this stuff or like, even like I was an investigator, so I wouldn't be afraid, but I'm like, I'm terrified of, so like hearing really. Yeah, I it's very weird that I think I, like, Em's more scared than I am because I'm always like, Em, let's play with a Ouija board. And Em's like, absolutely not. And I'm, I'm like, the one who's always like, come on. <laughs> Do you think ghosts like see, seek you out now because you have the show and they know you're like a safe space and you can see them? I wonder. Sometimes I, I think just the more we talk about it, like the more we think about it and talk about it, the more you're like just opening yourself up to experiencing things. That's my theory anyway. I also... Um, I also think that uh, not only are we super open to it and therefore probably easier to contact or connect with, but also we have a a really wonderful audience who likes to send us very haunted things. Like through the mail. And so, oh, yeah. and so on top of us being open-minded to it, we also have our, a, a collection, a collection. Oh We're like a mini Zach Bagans haunted museum. Yeah. And so like, but like so, without charging entrance fees, like we don't even make money off it. We just sit in the middle of a haunted we room. Just get like, terrorized. Just yes. get terrorized. <laughs> so I think it's just kind of all that energy plus us being open to it. Definitely makes it more possible. Yeah. And I like do a thing that I recently re- realized was maybe not the smartest, but I'm, I get a lot of my stuff from estate sales, which like is cool. Cause it's like <laughs> cheaper, but also I'm like, it's just from dead people's houses. So who knows what I'm collecting in this place. Um, but anyway, M doesn't, M isn't fond of you know, my oh. behavior in that way. But. Self-helpless listeners, don't you dare send us anything. <laughs> don't do it. This I don't recommend invitation. it. We don't want them. We've gotten some creepy stuff like with no return address. Like some things where you're like, okay, this is an entertainment podcast. And like, we talk about creepy stuff, but then suddenly it's like in your home and you're like, okay, I don't know what to do now. Like even we're at, not prepared for this. And even like at live shows, we, ha- we do meet and greets where people bring us gifts. And like at meet and greets, people have given us like, teeth and like uh from like one dead per- bodies one person ha- one person uh had us take a picture with like ashes of like someone they loved and like uh, gave us uh, like there was one guy who was really upset because he forgot his present so he left the meet and greet to run to his car to bring it back and it was like a, a box of like 70 different pairs of teeth from around the world <laughs> it was like what? <laughs> And then uh, there, our favorite story was uh, during every, uh, well, we were doing it before quarantine, but every month we would have a video where we would open all the gifts that had come in from that month. And one of the gifts one time, literally like out of a horror movie, it it was was this massive wooden crate that you had to like pry open. It had hay and straw in it. And then there was this doll and a, and a like porcelain horse or something. And the notes had like- a big, big doll, like American, all American girl doll or something. And, 
and a horse and a note that said like, this has been in our home forever, but every time we bring it back into the house, the house catches on fire and we don't know what to do with it. It was so- like, we had it in my daughter's room and she started having sleep paralysis and seeing like a man in the corner. So, and she said it was because of the doll. So we put the doll in the barn and then the barn burned down. So we thought we'd send it to you. And we were yes. like, so your so your life catches on fire. <laughs> Thanks. Right. Yeah. But then I get to the point where, and at the time we were opening them in my house, so I was my like, eyes so, are watering. Oh, I feel no. like I'm about to. <laughs> oh no! See, it's scary. And so we got this thing, and M was like, "Okay, I'm going home. Bye. Good luck with that." And I was like, "Shit!" So suddenly I had this doll, and I was like, "Em, I'm just putting it in the closet. Like I don't know what to do with it because I didn't want to dump Ooh. it in a dumpster because I'm like, then it's it. gonna come haunt me because I like threw it in the trash, but I don't want to like burn it because I don't know what the hell that's gonna." do I don't want to like well start a wildfire in California probably yes. so I'm not gonna go there yeah so I'm like but I don't want to keep it so I don't know what I ended up doing it's just we, like we, we get ma- put in we, weird positions we Marie Condored it it didn't spark joy that's yeah what oh yeah <laughs> yeah that's For right sure. yeah. but we've gotten oh. things from like vigils and stuff like we get some weird weird like funeral presents. yeah like f- candles that were used at like ser- victims of serial killers what? okay so are your yeah. are your listeners thinking that you guys are like mediums now because you talk about it so much I that you think, think maybe, maybe you have a better chance of reaching the other question. side than they, than they do? I think they think that I, for part of me thinks that some of them like to try to top the others and like give us like the most like outlandish Like look what gift. I have. Right, right, right. Okay. And some of them, I think actually probably see us as more, uh, expert in what we're talking about like I I know a lot of people reach out to me and say like I have a demon in my basement what do I do and I'm like I call a priest I don't know like like, we're just like we're just like entertainers we're not like experts by any means but a lot of people think because we talk about it all the time we must have at least more knowledge than them in it but which so, we probably should but like we don't so no. <laughs> we're not, we're not uh, licensed to be helpful in that way and yeah I mean obviously 99.9% of the things people send us are like lovely and meaningful lovely. but then sometimes we're like oh dear oh dear what do we <laughs> yeah. do with this candle this from chin? a funeral yeah. <laughs> I don't know oh my, oh my god I have so many questions <laughs> so do I <laughs> <laughs> I just I Okay, so <laughs> I'm like, what are you guys' lives? This is crazy. It's just okay, so, so what bizarre. Do you think I don't those know. Are doing here like all these stories that you have and in, in these experiences and stuff. What do you think they just haven't gone to the other side? Is there another side? We all just kind of hang out around here when we die and we live in the same home in a different dimension. What do you think is going on? What's your theory? I mean, I'll just say from my perspective, the more stories M tells on the show and the more that we hear from listeners, like the more confused I get and like the more theories I hear. Like, I just feel like at the beginning, we probably could have been like, oh, it's probably this, this or this. And then like the more stories we hear, we're like, oh my God, like we never thought about that. Or I've never heard about a ghost that does this thing strange thing or or demons and then there's also you know cryptids and I feel like it just gets more convoluted the more we talk about it yeah I have no idea I know (laughs) I I usually just run with my mom's theory she always uh grew up thinking that she has what she calls a bubble which is uh like all of your loved ones that have passed on are on this earth, just waiting for you to pass on. Then when everyone passes on, they all reincarnate together. I think that's a very like, like that theory, a very nice, calm thing. But then I remember there's like demons and like ghosts in Christine's house. And who were they? And like, <laughs> and like know? dolls that burned down the barn. Yeah. Right. Like whose posse are they in? So I'm like, I know. Right. 
I just stick to my bubble and everything else. I kind of just like, you know, see no evil, hear no evil. So. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're not sure, really. I mean, I think there's a lot of theories that I think makes sense, like especially for things like like I saw a ghost. I saw a ghost once after we started the podcast. Actually, I was like, I've never seen a ghost. And then I went to like the Whaley House in San Diego and like saw an apparition. And I was like, well, I guess I'm never going to like, you know, complain about not seeing ghosts anymore because it's a really freaky thing. Um, but I feel like that was like a residual haunting where it was like the guy does the same thing over and over, like a tape replaying almost. And people see that same thing happen all the time. So it's not like an intelligent haunting where it's like watching you and interacting and stuff. It's just like doing what it did, what he did during his life over and over again. So I think that is definitely something that happens where it's, I don't even know if it's them. Maybe it's just their energy is like replaying over and over again, something they did during their lifetime. Um, So I think that's a real theory. But then again, there's like ghosts that can haunt your dreams and like punch you in the face (laughs) set your barn on fire so I don't know what those are doing here um so I'm Um, I'm kind of out of out of theories at that point (laughs) so M, when the ghost was communicating with you through like the machines and stuff and you were teaching the ghost how to use an iPhone (laughs) what what was the result of that did they end up giving you a message did they tell you what they were doing there or was it just to see like all right how many of you fuckers are in the house (laughs) so well so that was actually a house that I I worked at almost I think weekly I, I went to that house and um at that point we were just trying to see how much information we could get from them. And we kept bringing in new equipment, trying to keep them entertained because we had learned pretty quickly that they were just bored of us. Um, because outside of getting, uh, outside of actually like investigating, which we did before and after, uh, the main part of my job was being a a tour guide. So we would have people come, to these houses and follow us around uh, the neighborhood. And we had all this equipment for them to use. And then we would have them kind of, instead of a ghost tour where you're kind of guided from house to house and hear stories and then move to the next house, um, we would take you into each home and you would sit there for like a good 10, 20 minutes and do your own investigations with the equipment we provided. So um, we realized that if I were leading the investigation with a bunch of guests, because I was the one talking, they already knew me and they were kind of just bored with me. Uh, there were a few times where I would encourage you guys to ask questions because anytime I ask questions, they're, they're kind of sick of me. They know me too well. And the machines would go off as I'm saying that as <laughs> oh like, yeah, God. we're really fucking bored Boo. of you. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, literally uh, just booing. <laughs> and so we started bringing in more equipment and we started trying to use our phones and things like that just to give them something else to play with. Um, and that's how we found out that kind of information. But uh, I think the, one of the reasons they were bored with me is because I was leading this thing for a bunch of guests. So I would always start with the same questions. And I think they were like, fuck, like I'm here for eternity. Stop asking me if I'm a little girl or a little boy or <laughs> how old I like the most generic questions. Are like this is the only time I get to talk to human beings. Like stop asking wow. me the same thing. <laughs> so, oh my God. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. When people came in and started asking their own original questions, we started getting a lot more activity because they finally had something new to do. <laughs> Can I ask you a question yeah. that I, I know you might not even know the answer to, and I, I hate when you and I do this to each other, what? put each other on the spot, but I'm just wondering, like, do you think those spirits like just want to hang out there or are they like stuck there? Or I think they're stuck there. Um, Did like we like help them? Now I'm worried. I'm like, am I supposed <laughs> to be like talking all these spirits into the light? Like, I don't know. I think I, I don't know about, so we had, uh, we were always in contact with at least three there. Um, one was a 12 year old girl, one was a 14 year old boy. And then one was a 13 year old boy that was stuck in the closet. And like, oh, shit. he, uh, apparently during I, it, that house was used during the revolutionary war. And I think he, we think he was a slave and he wasn't supposed to be upstairs because that was just where the master and his family got to be. And the slaves couldn't go there without permission. And he was a 13 year old boy that saw people charging the house and he got scared and hid upstairs in the closet oh my and God. died in the closet. It's very tragic, but oh um, my God, horrible! it's tragic and very in, in many ways, but that's the story that we were able to figure out. And every time we've spoken to him, he hasn't been able to get out of the closet. So I think he's just stuck there. Oh no. no! Yeah. So we just chat with him. Should <laughs> I call somebody? How you doing, bud? Yeah. I don't How's know. the closet? Oh right. God. So I yeah. and also like again, I'm not an expert. I was getting like I was a college student who had a cool job, but I didn't know how to like right sure pull a spirit into the afterlife or anything. So right. But that was the story we'd figured out. So yikes. Um, not to be a total buzzkill, by the way. No, like, for real, <laughs> man. Fascinating how right. you can learn about who they are. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's so crazy. I want to yeah. ask you guys one more thing before we wrap up. Um, are you guys familiar with the Waverly Sanatorium? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. See, it's like... This is so interesting to talk about this with you guys because I don't I don't know that much about haunted places or paranormal activity, stuff like that. But when I was telling you guys when I was in Kentucky, yeah. I was in Louisville and Waverly Sanatorium is right outside of that, correct? I think, I think so. so. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a drive to the airport um, the following morning after shows. And I can't remember if we drove right by it or right where it was like, I was kind of near there, but I looked that shit up at the airport and- I just went cold. It was, it's it horrifying. just seems like the scariest place ever. Isn't it like top 10 most haunted? Yeah. I I, when we first, sorry, I didn't mean to jump on you. No, no, person. you know better than I do. Please when talk we, about this place. <laughs> well, when we first started, uh, um, when we first started the podcast, the way that I used to look up stories, I was just like top 10 haunted places in America because right. we were so yeah. early on and Waverly, uh, I think it was Waverly Hills Sanatorium. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, it's, it was on every single listicle. And I, rem- all I remember is that, uh, it was I an early the- episode. I forget. It was really early on though. It was super here. early. I don't remember what, like what specific hauntings are there, but I remember that it was really terrible as like a hospital, like their treatments were not up to standard today. They, no. <laughs> were, they were pretty bad. So I remember the history of it also being really tragic, but I do want to eventually go there now that you're so close to there. Christine. Well, I was going to say, I uh, know I'm like an hour away, so <laughs> oh, yeah. we should do we'll a little to. road trip. <laughs> yes. There's yes. a couple Kentucky and Ohio places we could do. We could do a whole, a whole I would fun love to. weekend. An investigation <laughs> of sorts. Aw. I feel well, like that's a good COVID friendly place. Like nobody's hanging out at the sanatorium. Right. Yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. They're long oh. gone. The, well, I remember reading the, um, that wasn't it tuberculosis that that's why the sanatorium got flooded with people. That's there were too right. many people and they too, so many people were dying. They didn't have anywhere to put the bodies. And so there's a thing in there called a body shoot. That's right. The body just, shoot. Yep. Oh, oh my gosh. And remembering it all, they would like just put the bodies down and like let them, slide like down. a slide oh, yeah yeah you got about that scariest playground ever it is slide <laughs> out into yes shoots the ladders yeah yes. shoots the ladders and that just if you guys are at home right now and you just want to see something that will give you the the willies just google waverly sanatorium because the, the even the image of the building is Ugh, terrifying it's like super spooky i think they do halloween stuff too actually or they used to i don't know if they do during oh. COVID, covid but yeah I, I don't know a lot of asylums i it's like uh, it sounds really messed up, but a lot of them use, uh, do Halloween events there as like, um, jump scare attractions where you walk in each room, people jump out and scare you. Right. Um, which sounds messed up, but apparently they do it, uh, so that they can raise funds to restore it. So it's kind of doing like, a like a teetering on a fucked up thing uh, <laughs> right. for like for a very good reason so right, right. like the end justifies the means type yes, situation yes. right right right, right. Uh, um can I ask one more thing just of course. because you know you're always ingesting a lot of stories that are pretty fucking creepy you know right yeah, yeah. how do you how do you what's your self-care like how do you kind of like come down from this stuff or unplug or you know like I'd imagine uh, you have to do that pretty often. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> go for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the true crime side tends to be the more uh, like dark, less humorous side of things, just because, you know, it's so much more, uh, real, real, you know what I mean? Like so much more, uh, heavy. Yeah. 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 Like heavy and like, it's harder to joke about. Um, yeah. and yeah, I used to get, I used to have a really hard time with that. Like distancing myself from the material and I think I've gotten to a point where I'm better at drawing boundaries on like what this week I can handle like oh this week I'm gonna cover it's it sounds fucked up to say like a light-hearted true crime case but just something less you know sinister than like a torturous serial killer type situation um so I think I've gotten a lot better at like in like reading like hey what am I up for this week um or like do I want to look at something a little lighter and uh yeah it's really hard i feel like it's it's hard to um go to sleep at night after reading you know hours of of brutal stuff but uh i think yeah. surrounding it with tv shows like um the good place or schitt's creek or something is like a buffer <laughs> right. is always healthy yes. uh a and then therapy cleanser. a lot of therapy you know just a right. lot of therapy really mm-hmm. is my is my ultimate i, I think that i'm <laughs> 
I'd like to say I'm not affected by it, but then again, I can't fall asleep until four in the morning when I'm completely just shot. Um, I think kind of what you said, just watching funny TV shows. Also, I'm really lucky that on my end of things, my stories are less, uh, I guess yours are probably not only darker, but like mine are probably maybe not even real. Like there's like a chance that it's just a story or a rumor or or like an urban legend. Yours are definitely more um, concrete. (laughs) Yeah. Factual (laughs) and like definitely happened. And so I think I, even though I go to sleep so late at night, I think I fall asleep easier because at the end of the day, I can kind of twist it in my head of like, oh, it's just a story. Yeah. I used to have a bad habit of like place like I thought I had to place myself in the shoes of the victim every time to like imagine it like I I would tell myself like oh if you really want to tell the story with like give it justice you should like imagine it from that perspective and it took a lot of therapy to be like but that doesn't serve anybody like going through and like imagining this happening to you doesn't help anybody it doesn't help the victim like if you're telling the story in a you know safe and fair way and um you know, shedding light on cases that, that need some more, um, exposure. That's like, that's enough. You don't need to like yeah, go right. through and like envision what this would be like, you know, at, to, to give it justice. That was like some weird fucked up thing related to my OCD. I think that I was like really invested in each case, like as if it had happened to me and I've had to like really pull myself out of that mentality and be like, that doesn't help anybody. And also then I'm, I'll be up as late as them, which right. doesn't serve either of us either. So. Right. <laughs> then we yeah. just end up texting each other office quotes until we fall asleep. So. <laughs> it has its own benefit, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank um, you guys so much. This was so fun. Oh my God. Oh, we yeah. had so much fun. Hours. I could talk to you guys for so much longer. This so many awesome. questions about Sorry we stuff. like we'll overrode the conversation. I feel like yeah. we just That's like you're here to on and on. We well, wanted you to come talk. Yeah. I did. I also realized halfway through, I was like, wow, we're talking a lot and not being asked much. I hope that like, we're not totally like steamrolling you. I felt so oh, bad. This is amazing. I mean, I just, perfect. yeah. Who knew? Who knew there was that many ghosts out there just walking oh, around doing They're stuff? They're endless. Like, There's so that many just like in my closet alone. Don't worry. <laughs> I have like so many collections. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. Um, can you guys please plug your show, plug where people can find you, all of that good stuff? Sure. Yeah. So you can find us. Um, and that's why we drink. Uh, or as Linda M's mom likes to call it, this is why we drink. Yep. Um, <laughs> except don't search that. I think that's another podcast. <laughs> um, and that's why we drink on any podcast platform. Um, and then our website is and that's why we drink.com. And that has pretty much everything you could want to know somewhere, yep. somewhere socials, on that space. Our socials are ATWWD podcast. So Awesome. Yeah, we're out there on the interwebs. Yeah. On the yeah, what did you call it? The carrier pigeon. Uh, yeah, the instant carrier, carrier pigeon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you well, guys thank you guys so it. much. This was so thank much fun. Thank you for doing it. This was this was a lot of fun. <laughs> I feel like I needed <laughs> this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day, and we shall talk soon. Yes. Sounds great. Thank Thanks, you so much. guys. Hope Bye, I didn't scare too much. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Holy moly, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to start just tapping on my walls and start talking to ghosts in my apartment. The, Who is here? The doll thing setting oh the barn God. on fire. I'm like, oh, my gosh. How do I, they sleep at night? It's just weird because I feel like, are they just, are, are ghosts just everywhere? And it's just, if you want to talk to them, 
you know, you just got to acknowledge them. And if you're not trying to talk to them, they're not going to bother you because I don't feel like I see or interact with a lot of weird stuff. Right. What about you, Kels? You, well, are you, unless you're looking for it, I don't know. It's weird. I, I am trying to keep my head down <laughs> and <laughs> power walk straight ahead. <laughs> I am not <laughs> looking to interact, but, uh, I mean, all of that, those stories do fascinate me. It just, yeah from afar that's yeah for sure um Um, we have an itunes review from uh for this episode this is from jacqueline from tampa and jacqueline has written soul sisters i love your podcast and has really helped me find the courage to go after my dreams during the quarantine i wrote the book i've always wanted to write and completed my certification as a clinical hypnotherapist congratulations that's awesome Uh, leaving the world of law behind. You guys have shown me what self-help can do for me and has motivated me uh, to get out there and help others as well. Thank you for being such great role models. Keep up the good work. Oh, Jacqueline, thank you so much. Congratulations. That's huge. Yeah. Thank you so much for, uh, for taking the time to write in. And as per usual, if you haven't left us an iTunes rating and review yet, go scoot on over. on over. Scoot on over to the iTunes. Like, uh, remember what I said in the beginning that the And That's Why We Drink podcast has 15,000 ratings. I mean, it really helps. That's amazing. And they're on like the top 20 of the charts. So if you guys can help us out, we would love to keep growing the show, keep moving up the charts. Um, We got a couple quick segments and we'll get out of here. I have a good shit. Let's hear it. I went surfing for the first time in my life. Oh my goodness. Do share about to go for a second time um wow. I the new Kelsey Cook I'm looking at hell hath frozen over because <laughs> anybody who knows me knows that I am uh I'm not into water sports I am a land lady I don't enjoy uh most sort of dangerous water activities or even like skiing snowboarding I'm not I don't have a ton of experience with that so um I never, ever thought I would, but my, my good friends, comedian Pete Lee, who we've had on the show, and his amazing girlfriend, Jamie, uh, they, they live near the ocean now and asked me to come over and wanted to, to teach me how to surf, and I just went with it. I think 2020 has been so uh, hard for so many people that, in a way, it's almost making me more brave, because I'm like, well, fuck it. Like, mm. Things yeah. before I was like, well, what if what uh, sharks or yeah. something happens? Now I'm like, well, I'm already grabbing my ankles 2020. So fucking whatever. Like, I, let's just right. get out there and see. And I had such a good time. I was shocked at uh, how beautiful it was out there. And I, I get why people get really addicted to it. So I'm going to go again. Dude, that's awesome. That's so fun. That's so fun. Um, I don't have, I don't. I don't know what my segment is, <laughs> if it's a good shit or the fuck, or I just, I'm old. Maybe it's an I'm old segment. Um, so everybody knows I'm a big fan of the uh, Hitachi Magic Wand. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, such, such a great product. Everybody really look it up. Um, I got my, I used to use one that plugged into the wall and now I have a, what do you call it? Cordless one. That mm-hmm. is. Uh, Moving on up. Anyway. What I've noticed uh, in my current age is that I'm really starting to use that a lot for an actual back massager instead of <laughs> massaging my beaver. <laughs> I feel like... Oh my God. Can you please call it anything besides a beaver? What are you... No. 
that's you know, a, like this is just ugh. an indicator on where I'm at um as a 30 year old woman I've actually been using it on my back for okay. what it's marketed as right. which is you know on the down low that's not what it's for but no of course not the fact that you called it a beaver just further <laughs> solidifies to me how badly you need to go get a bikini wax and I hope you from go beaver to me. back I don't know <laughs> from beaver I mean this is un. that's not you know, okay. I'm a fan of alliteration um any you call it bush call it beaver call it your beauty zone whatever you gotta do Let's, let's try beauty zone, perhaps. Beauty zone. That's a new one. That's a, that sounds <laughs> grosser, actually. That sounds yeah, I'd actually yeah. need that more. Uh, but anyway, yeah. so that is mine. And, you know, I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, multi-purpose uses as for objects. And I'm, sure. I love the fact that it massages all the things. But I feel like I need to step up my game and go back to what it was being <laughs> Oh, Delaney. Oh, Delaney. Well, oh, is that TMI? We'll we'll end it there. <laughs> when is it never not TMI? You said that you use your lube as perfume today. I mean, <laughs> honestly, nothing shocks me anymore. <laughs> but anyway, well, we love you very much, and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> All right, guys, have a good one. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to Self Helpless. We really appreciate it and would love anything you can do to help the show grow and get the word out. So if you could leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, that helps us move up the iTunes charts. If you can tell a friend, a coworker, a family member, anybody that you think would love the podcast, you can also screenshot an episode and share it in your Instagram, in your Instagram stories, anything helps. Also, if you want more of the show, if you want bonus episodes, if you want to be able to be more interactive and help choose podcast topics, you can go to patreon.com slash self-helpless and join there. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Kelsey Cook Comedy, on Twitter at Kelsey Cook. You can go to my website, KelseyCook.com, which has links to my online makeup course. You can listen to my album, Savor It, on Spotify and iTunes, and you can watch my foosball web series on YouTube called Risks of Fury. How about you guys? Where can people find you? You can follow me at Taylor Tomlinson on Instagram and Twitter. My website is ttomcomedy.com. And you can watch my one-hour special streaming on Netflix right now called Quarter Life Crisis. Awesome. And you can find me at DelaneyFisher.com. That's where you'll find information about my one-to-one consulting and my online courses. So basically, if you're a business owner, podcaster, or comedian, uh, and you're looking to either start those things or grow those things, you can reach out to me for more information. I also have an email list at DelaneyFisher.com where I share my favorite tools, tips, treats, and free shit. And then we just want to say a big special thank you to our wonderful editor, Emma Erdbrink, and our fantastic associate producer, Tumaira Nawaz. And you can find everything that we all just mentioned at selfhelplesspodcast.com.